Hey friends, you're listening to the None But Curious podcast, a space for nuns, agnostics, and nothing in particulars. We are okay with not knowing, and we're inspired by each other, art, nature, and everyday moments. I'm really happy you're here. Let's go explore. If you're listening right now, you might know what you aren't, but you may be unsure of what you are. So you're likely a nun. N-O-N-E. <laughs> Not N-U-N. Nuns are very diverse. And in choosing our religion, the spiritual lives of America's nuns, Elizabeth Drescher shares labels claimed by hundreds of interviewees. Atheist is someone who does not believe in a supernatural transcendent being or force that governs the universe. A weak or soft agnostic is someone who has persistent doubts about the existence of a supernatural transcendent being or force, but who is not entirely closed to the idea and is interested in exploring the possibility. A strong or hard agnostic is someone who believes that it is not possible for anyone to know whether there is or is not a supernatural transcendent being or force and is not particularly interested in exploring the question any further. A secular humanist is someone influenced, knowingly or not, by enlightenment modes of humanist discourse that highlight the essential goodness of the human person and the application of human reason in the light of scientific knowledge as the root of human flourishing and mutual good in the world. Secular humanists may or may not believe in a supernatural transcendent being, but they incline toward agnostic or deist understandings of a distant deity not involved in human history. A humanist is someone similar to the secular humanist, but with less interest in the political implications of secularity and more interest in extra-religious projects of human flourishing. A secular is someone self-described as concerned with the separation of religion from public life. They are generally characterized by more conservative religionists as atheistic and in orientation, though this is not always the case. A spiritual is someone who pursues some level of practice oriented toward nurturing spiritual development, deepening relationship with others, and experiencing what Charles Charles Taylor has described as a greater sense of fullness in the context of everyday life. A spiritual but not religious person is someone who generally believes in some form of a supernatural transcendent being or force and who is likely to take up various practices from traditional religions and metaphysical teachings. Unaffiliated spiritual but not religious people are typically not interested in sustained engagement with institutional religious organizations, doctrine, or dogma. A neo-pagan or Wiccan is someone who participates in any of a number of widely varied adaptations of ancient and postmodern traditions, generally those outside Christian and other Western religious traditions. They're typically polytheistic in belief with a strong influence from environmental and feminist ideologies. Neo-pagans of the Wiccan variety often see women and the earth as sources of enrichment, healing, and ethical practice, orienting spiritual practice around a mother goddess associated with the sacredness of the earth. A nothing in particular is someone who doesn't rule out the possibility of a supernatural transcendent being and may even engage in various spiritual practices, but who is weary of labels and narrow classifications of religious or spiritual identity. 
all of the above is someone who understands existential meaning making as moving throughout life through different modes of spiritual, religious, or even non-religious self-understanding with associated differences in affiliation and unaffiliation, exploration of, and indifference to religion. A nun or a none of the above is someone who answers none or none of the above when asked about religious preference, affiliation, or identity. Nuns may also claim other more nuanced spiritual self-descriptions outside survey context. I could not have given any better definitions. In her book, Losing Our Religion, How Unaffiliated Parents Are Raising Their Children, Crystal Manning identifies some of those characteristics. Nuns reject organized religion. Nuns assume most religions and philosophies are equivalent. Nuns have an acceptance and appreciation of different worldviews. And nuns choose what best suits them. Manning notes that most Americans believe that religion should be a choice, and that our choices are shaped by how the options are presented, our familiarity with those options, and the associations we make with those options. So spiritual caregiving and assessments for America's religious nuns, a chaplaincy perspective, mentions that nuns and agnostics share universal human concerns about holding out hope, finding meaning, and having a purpose. Simply holding space for one another and listening without judgment provides opportunities for reflection. Helping someone feel safe is paramount to healing. Additionally, spiritual caregiving can occur without imposing religion or beliefs. If the care meets you wherever you may be, it may help bring about a sense of peace. Drescher lists some more qualities of spiritual meaningful practices as described by the nuns that she interviewed. They are relational and emphasize connectedness. They are often integrated into everyday experiences and places. They change on the basis of new experiences and life stages and are understood as transformational. They take from various philosophies and wisdom traditions, and they focus on authentic experiences that connect with the here and now. Now, some Christian pastors and ministries are making it their mission to convert nuns. And I will share with you a passage from Ryan Burge's The Nuns, where they came from, who they are, and where they are going. And in his book, it says, I quote, Nothing in particulars are the largest group and share little in common with atheists or agnostics. While their gender distribution reflects that of the United States as a whole, they have incredibly low levels of educational attainment, and many of them make below average incomes. Socially and politically, they are isolated. They don't attend rallies, they don't go to political meetings, and they are less likely to give blood. However, they are not as far from religion as atheists or agnostics. A minority of them attend church at least once a month, and just four and just four in ten say that religion is not at all important to them. About one in six of them becomes affiliated with the Christian tradition over a four-year period. However, nothing in particular represents the fastest-growing religious group in the United States today. Their numbers have increased a full five percentage points in just the past decade. The group also seems, by and large, to be struggling in American society. Nearly 6 in 10 of them are making less than 50000 per year. They seem isolated as well. These are the people who may be the most receptive to faith and the most likely to gain real social and economic benefits from being part of a religious community. If religious groups want to reverse the growth of the nuns, they should look no further than the nothing in particulars in their midst. 
Dr. Burge provides an amazing amount of data and visual graphs in his book, and I honestly learned a lot from him. However, what I just read to you frustrated me when I first read it, and here's why. He mentions that nothing in particular have lower education levels and below average incomes. That means those people are likely working two jobs to make ends meet. Putting food on the table and being able to pay rent is far more of a priority than attending rallies or political meetings. Giving blood and volunteering are amazing things to do if you have the time. Time is a luxury. And I'm going to quote Burge again. These are the people who may be the most receptive to faith and the most likely to gain real social and economic benefits from being part of a religious community. Being receptive to faith does not equate to being receptive to organized religion of any kind. And though there may be social benefits from being part of a religious community, I'm curious as to what the economic benefits are. Will being a member of a church increase their income? Is there a religious lottery I'm not aware of? Godly bingo on Thursday evenings? See you there. If someone needs help feeding their family, there are plenty of food pantries that will provide groceries without requiring somebody to be a member of their church. And personally, I consider myself very faithful, but I am definitely cautious about organized religion. And what frustrates me the most is that he recommends reversing the growth of the nuns. Why does that even need to happen? This seems like a problem for church organizations, not communities as a whole. What communities need to thrive are people volunteering and taking care of one another and taking care of those people who can't take care of themselves. I can love thy neighbor without agreeing with their politics or abiding by their religion. Meet people where they are. Need to work two jobs? Here's some help to offset daycare costs without compromising quality care. Haven't had any downtime? Here's an extra half hour on your lunch break to decompress. Faith and religion are not going to take care of any of our problems, but actions and behavior changes will. Hey, thanks for listening. Let's keep this conversation going. Share your stories with our None But Curious Facebook group, or you can also follow our Instagram at nonebutcurious, or email candy at nonebutcurious.org if you want to share your ideas and thoughts. Until next time, stay curious.